0: America This Week, October 16th to October 22nd, 2022. Musk rouses ire of national security machinery. Ho-hum nuke talk progresses. A journalist and tons of crabs disappear. Liz Truss outlives fruit flies. Three finance headlines and more. Just when you thought it might be safe to lay out in the sun for a mellow weekend, After one of those work weeks that glides uneventfully along a peaceful river of non-terrifying news events, social media explodes with yet another horrifying headline. After years of hints that grand showdowns may be coming in both the areas of censorship and NATSEC authoritarianism, word leaked Friday that an ultimate test case might just be arriving. Details on that story and more on America This Week. Reminder, you can listen to a podcast discussion between Walter Kern and Matt about the stories that follow by visiting taibi.substack.com. In the meantime, the top headlines this week Could U.S. block Twitter deal? Shares in Twitter fell as much as 16% in pre market trading Friday after Bloomberg released a blockbuster story. Sourced to anonymous people familiar with the matter, it is true, suggesting that officials in the U.S. government and intelligence community are weighing what tools, if any, are available that would allow them to review the business ventures of Elon Musk. This would include SpaceX and especially Twitter. The story suggested officials are considering having the seldom-mentioned Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States review Musk operations for national security risks. The CFIUS has only been invoked on a few occasions usually entails involving acquisitions of American companies or subsidiary operations by Chinese-run firms. Following CFIUS assessments, Barack Obama issued an executive order in 2016 blocking the Chinese firm Fujian from acquiring the U.S. operations of the German shipmaker Axtron. While Obama also forced the Chinese to divest from investments in Oregon wind farm projects because of proximity to a naval air station, and George H.W. Bush blocked a sale involving a Seattle-based aerospace firm called MAMCO. This Musk case would be entirely different. In the idea of inviting a CFIUS review when it otherwise wouldn't have had jurisdiction because of Musk's political opinions, Bloomberg cited what its hyper-jingoist sources termed his increasingly Russia-friendly stance, which suggests the United States is considering a step that would place all internet speech under national security review. Even the threat of such a move would represent a historic challenge to the First Amendment. The White House's trading opened issued a classic non-denial denial, saying we do not know of any such discussions about a CFIUS review, which allowed Twitter's share price to recover, but this story bears very close watching. Defense Discussions Beyond Belief Days before Chex watch. Former UK Prime Minister Liz Truss became an international punchline by resigning before most of the world knew she'd ever ascended to the post. American and British defence officials held hastily arranged meetings in Washington Tuesday, October 18th, that sent pulses racing after leaks. Britain's Armed Force Minister James Hiapi told Sky News ahead of the meetings that the topic of the discussions was beyond belief. British Defence Minister Ben Wallace reportedly cancelled a planned parliamentary hearing to travel to the US. And though it's not known exactly what triggered the move, numerous sources asserted it was tied to several factors, including Russia announcing plans to evacuate 60,000 civilians from the Kherson region at the same time that Russian spokesperson Dmitry Peskov said Kherson, as well as three other newly annexed territories, fell under Russia's nuclear umbrella. British Foreign Secretary James Cleverly Wednesday supposedly tried to play down the significance of the trip, but his comments sounded ominous enough. There's urgency because civilians are being targeted in a new way, cleverly said, and so we have to respond to that, and our response has to be done at pace. Air Force Brigadier General Pat Ryder, in a press conference after Wallace arrived in Washington, was asked about the beyond-belief quote and said in clipped tones, I'd have to refer you back to the minister for any comments he may have made. This all came after NATO Secretary General Jen Stoltenberg who is rapidly eclipsing Jerome Powell as the unelected official whose name you most dread hearing in any news report, felt a need to reiterate that the fundamental purpose of NATO's nuclear deterrent is to preserve peace, that Russia's nuclear rhetoric is reckless and they will face severe consequences should they use such a weapon. Timeline note. The Mirror in the UK Thursday reported that Vladimir Putin attempted to launch a nuke, but his plans were sabotaged, perhaps by technical failures. The journo vanishes. Are we entering an era of American history in which journalists can disappear, but like abandoned elderly folk with too many cats, their absences may not be marked for months or longer? Last April 27th, a convoy that looked a lot like the FBI's standard suite of absurd photogenic overkill raid equipment, SWAT team armored bearcat, dudes in camouflage clutching riot shield, rolled up to an apartment building in the Columbia Pike region of Arlington, Virginia. Rolling Stone this week not only reported that the observed action was a raid on the home of ABC News producer James Gordon Meek, but that Meek has not been seen since. He resigned very abruptly and hasn't worked for us for months, an ABC representative told Rolling Stone, which also quoted one of his colleagues, who said, he fell off the face of the earth. Meek, among other things, worked on Hulu's 3212 Unredacted about a 2017 U.S. Special Forces team in Niger, and the shifting explanations offered by the Pentagon to family members of soldiers from the unit. Meek's attorney Eugene Gorokov suggested that Meek thankfully is not dead and also that the sudden revival of the story may have come from government sources. Mr. Meek is unaware of what allegations anonymous sources are making about his possession of classified documents, Gorokov said to Rolling Stone. The allegations in your inquiry are troubling for a different reason. They appear to come from a source inside the government. It is highly inappropriate, and illegal, for individuals in the government to leak information about an ongoing investigation. We hope that the DOJ promptly investigates the source of this leak." A person familiar with the matter told ATW the meat case is unrelated to classified material and that information from a private tech platform led to the raid. WSJ Follows Up Insider Trading Blockbuster Last week, we detailed how The Wall Street Journal delivered a throwback investigative expose implicating roughly 2,600 executive branch officials in suspicious trades, punctuating years of official inside-dealing controversies involving everyone from Senate committee chairs like Richard Burr to Fed officials like Robert Kaplan and Richard Clarida. Now the WSJ has doubled down with a piece called, As COVID Hit, Washington Officials Traded Stocks With Exquisite Timing which in far more specific fashion than previously reported, details how federal officials essentially front-ran the pandemic. The journal asserts a top deputy to Anthony Fauci reported 10 sales of mutual funds in stocks totaling between $157,000 and $480,000 in January 2020, while officials at the Department of Health and Human Services overall reported 60% more sales of stocks that month compared to the previous 12 months. On the flip side, then Transportation Secretary Elaine Chao bought more than six hundred thousand dollars in two stock funds, while her husband, Republican Mitch McConnell, was in a lead role in negotiations that would ultimately result in the passage of the CARES Act, which sent the stock markets rocketing back upward. There is a lot more, and the six reporters involved, from Rebecca Balhas to Brody Mullins to Chad Day to John West to Joe Palazzolo to James V. Grimaldi, deserve big kudos for going after politicians on both sides of the aisle and for following through on a difficult story. Thanks for listening to the audio version of America This Week. To read the full version, and for the America This Week podcast with Matt Taibbi and Walter Kern, please visit taibbi.substack.com.